Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hey-o. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today, we're going to be taking a tropical vacation Whee! out during this horrible snowstorm. We're going to imagine ourselves on a lovely tropical island full of gigantic-headed baby monsters <laughs> uh, on Island of the Alive. Island of the Alive. It's Alive 3. Yes. From the late, great Larry Cohen, who is... God, I love that man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, this is, I would say, I, I would go out on a limb and say that for a man who has made many, many strange films, this is probably his strangest film. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, it's <laughs> it's by far the strangest of the Alive films. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> it's... But I, I, I love that it went that route where it stuck. I mean, he, he could have gone the easy way. You yeah. could have just made another killer baby movie. Yeah. There was no reason to put full-size dudes. Well, he had to think, what happens when these grow up? <laughs> oh, they just get to be really big-looking babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just turn into big babies. Um, and they learn very quickly, and their brains are huge, and apparently they're built to survive nuclear war and, yeah. and uh, all sorts of other amazing things. The thing that I, that I really, I, I don't know, man, I listened to an interview with the uh, the effects guy. Yep. And he was basically like, he was talking about, uh, it's always funny because, you know, at the time, this shit looks good. And, you know, he remembers it looking good. And so it's cool. It's fine. And I don't want to insult him because it's it does look cool. And it is what it is because they had to put fucking big rubber masks on. Yeah. But he's just talking about the realism of the stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. That big cartoon eyeball. <laughs> Yes, if that's what what they look like, then that's what they look like. So I wish we did. No get... one's seen a real one, so yeah. I guess you're right. I wish we did get some more of them. They they they're very sparse in showing, because I think it would just lose the illusion if you saw the big giant. I mean, imagine the the face. You see at least four of them at once. Oh yeah, on the boat, which is yeah. crazy. Because the easy way to do this is just be like, oh, we got two costumes, and so we only see two of them at a yep. time. And no, no, but went, I mean, you see that, deep. but you never see any like real close up, so they don't they don't linger oh. on their faces whatsoever. Barely. Good call. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, like, I kind of wish you could, but at the same time, like, would it be like terrible to right? It would, and I was just gonna say it would be, it would be like the elf from uh, Elves, <laughs> only like even bigger and more ludicrous oh, looking. So never because, moving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they look like giant. Like, if if a gingerbread man came to life yeah. <laughs> and was, oh, yep. I don't know, through radiation or something, you brought a gingerbread man to life and turned him into a human flesh golem. Uh, it's it's gross. They look like giant ball sacks. Oh, totally, with all the big veins and everything on their heads. <laughs> yeah. They definitely have a, have a horrifying genital look to them. Yep. And also with this movie, though, is, uh, is Michael Moriarty is just... Insane. He he's just given free reign to be as crazy as he wants to be, and it works. And so he's well. also legitimately like he's playing insane for the entire movie. Yeah, which is weird. Like it's weird because our main character for like I don't know that he is sane for more than fifteen percent of this film. Yeah, and and it's an interesting thing to follow him as our protagonist, and you never know. Another part of it is that you don't know whose side to be on in this this debate. Yeah. Like, even early on in this whole thing, when it first starts out and he's in... We know he's our protagonist. We know, you know, 
he's he's fighting against Garrett Graham, and Garrett Graham <laughs> is always the asshole in an eighties Pros- movie. Prosecutor Bud the Chud here. Yeah, he's never gonna <laughs> be he's never gonna be the good guy yep. in one of these situations, and so you're you're supposed to root for him, but it's also just like, I mean. Yeah, but they are killing people. Like, yeah. there's no way around it. All they do is kill people. Yeah. Like, they they kill multiple people in every encounter they have with humans. And so, and yeah, this massacre at the end is kind of his fault. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, they're just... The last the last one is like the alpha of the the whole thing, and he's just chucking cops off a roof. Yeah. And by the end, <laughs> it's just like fifty cops just flying like they're on pneumatic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Love it. Um, okay, you want to talk about it? I do. <laughs> okay. I always talk about the Into Live movies. All right, and Killer Babies, uh, Killer Baby movies in general. Yes, I'm. I wrote a whole article about killer baby movies right. for the, the Video Vagrants Fiendzine. <laughs> yes. So check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group on info to get your copy. Do that. Um, okay, so this is the. Uh, it opens with the scene that always makes me shut it off whenever I try to play it in the store, because it's just a woman <laughs> screaming scream. in a car for like five fucking minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's an important scene. We get the lady uh, in a cab. She's about to to give birth and then, then you know your normal cabbie with a gun comes to help yeah <laughs> he's like oh don't worry i i i do this all the time i I'm i love that this cabbie looks like uh like david johansson i mean yeah. i thought it was at first i, I like, oh, always wait, no. assume that every cabbie every is david cabbie. Johans- yes. johansson ever since uh scrooge <laughs> yep um yep he's uh there's scream, 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 blah, blah, blah. A cab driver pulls a gun and is like, holy fuck, it's a Jarvis baby. Bang, bang, bang. Misses, I guess. I guess, yeah. And gets pulled into the car. He somehow is outwitted eh. by a newborn infant. They only, I mean, that's... They do come out knowing what's up. And that's not just this movie. I mean, that happened in the very yeah, first yeah, movie. Everybody true. got killed in the operating room the second the baby was born. Yeah, they didn't have a pistol trained on it, though. No. <laughs> like, he had the drop on this baby. <laughs> like, if the doctors were all armed, it would be inexcusable. But maybe they're faster just, than they look. He was probably just a very poor shot. I mean, listen, you get panicked even at close-up. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but... Uh, and this Jar- is America. You can just buy a gun and not exactly. have to take any training courses. <laughs> so Jarvis <laughs> baby kills and eats mom, cab driver, and an innocent bystander yeah. <laughs> who just, all he did was scream because, you know, he didn't even see the baby. He was screaming because of the gunshots. You know what could have been a cool end cap to this? If the baby drove off in the car. <laughs> and I mean, judging by the rest of the shit that happened in the movie, I that mean, does not seem that far-fetched. <laughs> considering, yeah, absolutely. I mean, considering they're, what they're positing in this next court scene is that the reason by the end of it, once they get through all of this, they're positing the idea that the only reason the Jarvis babies are attacking and killing people are because humans, when they react to seeing them, their first visceral instinctive reaction is to want to kill them. Yeah. And so in their minds, all they can think of is, oh my God, a monster, someone kill it. And they psychically hear that. Yep. And so they attack first. And so... With that reasoning, I can see it. You know, that's that's understandable. So, okay. So we cut to a church where cops are wandering around, and then we get basically the best. We get our cop from the Alive series, uh, and he looks down and says, 
That's some baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our cop, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it, it was. Um, <laughs> quite the understatement there. That's quite the baby. Took four rounds to take him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is quite some baby. Uh, there's blood all over the baptismal font. And it's so, like, what, so what's going on here, though? They look at the holy water. They look at a... Okay, you couldn't this, connect it either. I this, didn't get what they were trying to say. This movie absolutely 150,000% has missing scenes. There is no way in hell that there are not... like There's, there's a couple of moments that are just like... Later on, we'll get to it, but yep. Cuba is unforgivable oh god yeah that that jump it's we're just like oh we're bringing you home now have a good here's a gun like it's wait, literally what? like <laughs> you were just like it's as though he was in front of a firing squad yeah and then they cut and, and it's like him going boy that is crazy no one would believe how i got out of that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yes <laughs> come that, on man <laughs> that one that one is unforgivable it's it's pretty it's pretty hilarious but again it's a fucking larry cohen so you yep. kind of you're like good one man yeah. <laughs> like, fucking a. that's some that is some brass cojones you got to pulling that shit off um but yeah this is another one where i think we missed something because the, clearly they're trying to make some connection with the holy water and the, well, and the stained glass well baby they're trying picture. to because it's the baptismal font so it's like the thing that you would baptize a baby in. okay so i guess they ignored the like somehow this jarvis baby was totally cool until the priest saw it maybe the parents were like actually not giving off negative vibes and they were like oh we love this baby and we don't care about any of this mm-hmm. they were just like everybody at the table every like they did a home birth super hippies everybody was super high and they were like oh cool what a big-headed baby i love you and then the priest sees it he's like fuck kill it and then the baby goes berserk and kills oh this everybody. wasn't the same baby from the intro i, I, I thought mean, it was maybe i thought it killed the people in the cabin and oh, walked maybe, into the church maybe it just literally climbed into the church yeah that's what i thought i figured because they showed the the th- i just assumed because of the baptism thing ah uh, i see it's like that's where you put a baby but eh, maybe not i didn't even know that i just knew it was i just assumed it was holy water so i didn't even think about yeah, baptism at all Oh well, could oh, be well. could be anything. So uh, we leave there and we go, uh, we go to the endless title sequence, which is clearly just to kill time. No, it's in everyone. Uh, but that is like. And the Bernard Herman theme's great forever. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get Garrett Graham delightful afterwards. As the as the evil lawyer arguing that it's totally okay for extrajudicial hit squads to run around the country murdering babies, yeah, because they've got big heads, yeah, and they're and, gross looking, and also they murder people. Um, <laughs> I mean, but mo- and also they can bend steel bars. Love it. Whoa. I mean, talk I wish- about burying the lead. It's like uh, saying that they're violent is one thing. Yep. They're How about super, superhuman strength now? that they've got like a Superman strength. Yeah. Like literally tore the bars in half on that steel and cage. And I really wish we got some more of a stop motion animation because it looks great. Oh, it does. I mean, it, expensive is all hell. And this is the only yeah. time we get it. This yeah. one courtroom scene just has a few... No, we get some in the we get some in the on the island. Oh, that's right. Yep. You get you get very a, little. You get the baby crawling. crawling that's right. Very little though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Michael Moriarty, of course, does not like this. He is a, he is of course the the defendant, a plaintiff. I don't even know what the I don't know what his role is. He's saying don't kill babies, so I don't know what his role is. Yeah, I don't even know how he got here. They have his baby. 
Right. This, they, they, they bring his out. baby's in a cage. Yeah. And, and I, I think guess, he's fighting for, what, custody against the state because they kidnapped his mutant baby? It's fascinating because, uh, again, this kind of brings up some of the problem of the whole movie. Aside from the fact that you don't know who to root for, um, you also don't know why he's doing what he's doing because he says, I'm scared I'm shitless. I'm scared shitless of it, yeah. And it's like, so you don't want to go within feeding distance of this baby Yet you're trying to be like, oh, we got to save them all. It's like, well, then how the fuck are they going to live? Yep. I mean, what are you going to do? Put them on an island where they grow huge and then come back to civilization with measles and then kill a bunch of people? I think it's just a parental thing, man. Like, even yeah. he knows his son's a creature, but it's still, it. it's yeah. his boy. Yeah, it's. I think <laughs> it's just all of that. And that's that's how this movie works. A lot of Larry Cohen movies work that way, where it's like, this is a it's too big for its britches kind of like where yep. it's, it's pitching something like above its, <laughs> above its ability. It's making a really B grade monster movie, but it's got some, it's got this spark of something really deep and really trying to dig at something, but it never hits it. It never manages to really quite get there. Yep. You feel the conflict between those two uh, opposing ideas, but in the end it's just, Oh, he's fucking nuts. His wife goes nuts. Everybody's nuts. The end. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Every, it's, yeah, it's Ka is a wheel yet again. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm back to square one. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, Garrett Graham they, makes, him, makes him identify the baby by, yeah. and then we get this. They wheel him in in this, so they wheel the yeah. baby in in a cage shackled by the neck like king kong (laughs) exactly like and we're talking about big chains like when he breaks the chains it is this baby could throw a car yeah (laughs) you know like the strength of this baby is insane so impressive uh so they're like okay blah 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 if you can we want to they basically want to make him look bad by saying that he's afraid of his own child And say, well, if you can't even go near your own baby, then why would we want to stop killing them? So then, <laughs> I love his speech that he gives to his son there, like, talking to this mutant baby as if he can... Yeah. But I guess he did. He can. He, he can does. understand him, we find out. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, this asshole's winning the case. I need you, you to, like... <laughs> Not chew my face off when I pick you up, bud. Right. And he <laughs> can calls, you do that for me? He calls Garrett Graham an asshole like 15 times yeah. in his speech. We can't let the asshole win because you see this asshole? He's a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, his speech is wonderful. Yep. And, uh, and basically, in order to prove their point, they start a kerfuffle where they're like, don't go near it. No, yo. And they pull him back. And everybody's screaming and yelling, and this freaks him out, and he goes all King Kong, tears his bonds, tears through the metal cage. Looks like he's going to attack the judge. And then just lays flat. <laughs> he looks like he, <laughs> it looks like he fell off the roof and splatted on yeah. the, Like, he's splayed out with arms and legs completely at, at all all angles, just staring at the judge. And, and, and here, Moriarty takes over again, and... It does just a, a great yeah. <laughs> scene of pleading with this judge that the baby's human. And this is one of those things about Cohen movies that I love. Like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Yes. But everything is delivered so well. And Nobody. it's like, Mario Moriarty's like, scream, 
acting his heart out here. Absolutely. Defending a mutant monster baby. <laughs> defending a giant-headed rubber baby. Yeah. That's sitting, at, <laughs> staring at a judge in a cardboard courtroom. Like, there's like five things that are made of wood in that room, <laughs> and the walls are definitely not one of them. Yeah. Like, it is a it is a shitty set that they threw together in a few seconds, and the whole thing plays perfectly. Yep. It just works. Uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, he can do it. Uh, he's always been able to do it. I mean, both of them. Moriarty oh, yeah. especially, but Cohen as well. But their their team-ups are, are yeah. magic. They're totally, totally magic. And this is such a weird movie. You know, we've covered the stuff before with them. Uh, yeah. And they also great in Q. Yes. And uh, I need to still see uh, Return to Salem's Lot. I have not seen Oof. that movie. And they're both in that too. Uh, I need to go see that one. Maybe we should do that for this because it's fucking terrible. It really is. Like I love, I love them all to death, and that movie is fucking garbage. And I think, I think that's the four times they work together. I, I, if there's more, I might be mistaken, but I think it was just four. Maybe I need to go back to it, but I've done it like three times. I think. Okay. Where I've been like, no, it can't be bad. It's Michael Moriarty. It can't be as dumb as I think it is. Yeah. And then I go back to it, and I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> Oh yeah, it's yeah. Rough. I've got it. I've just never watched it, so I gotta check that out. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, but okay, so uh, he comes out. That he does this whole big long acting thing, and and is like the baby doesn't hurt anybody, and he's like, I just want them to be able to live, you know, and survive, whatever. And the judge is won over by his by his pleas of, you know, his parental desperation. Yep. And says, no, they cannot be killed as long as I'm alive. Because <laughs> that's how judges that's work. How, that's how the law works. <laughs> I love it. My, <laughs> my ruling will remain in effect until my death, he says, like some sort of Egyptian. <laughs> Could you imagine just getting arrested and be like, what, what the hell? It's like that crime you did 15 years ago. Yeah, I was not guilty. Now, the judge that said not guilty died. Oh. This other judge thinks you are, so you're going to jail now. <laughs> I would like it the other way around, where it's just like, oh, oh, that judge died. Yeah. Everybody's free to Everybody go. out of jail. Mr. Manson, <laughs> yeah. get out there. Uh, you've got a bunch of wives waiting for you on the outside. <laughs> you. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, they retire to the judge's chambers for a decision we'll never see, and instead <laughs> we cut to the open mic night at some shitty Florida club, which is, this is a question that I have for you. Are these two clubs the same? Oh, please, the club in the beginning and the end? Please tell me they are. Oh, yeah. Yes. They've got to be. <laughs> I want that to be so bad that it's like a fish restaurant for families where they have oh, stand-up yeah. comedy during the day, and then they tear down the nets at night, and there's just like Reagan youth graffiti behind them, and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, we just have, like, British punk bands play at well, night. Well, I love that there's waitresses with trays with drinks and everybody's just slam dancing. Like, Amazing. I just do not see that working out well. Amazing. <laughs> the whole thing is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so she's happy with someone else in Florida. Michael Moriarty has shown up to be like, hey, Karen Black. Yeah. I love hot. you. I love Come Karen on. Black. Let's Who doesn't love Karen Black? monsters you're an idiot if you don't exactly <laughs> and so she <laughs> so she's i think she says she had a hysterectomy yeah she said she got she, she said, got her tubes tied or whatever she said she had something done but i yeah, assume she, it's like whatever the i would assume yes. she went nuclear option yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> it is i would say hysterectomy probably 
personally, were it me in that situation, probably I'd go nuclear option. Maybe yeah. just get everything out of there. <laughs> just whatever you can do. Just cut me off at the waist. Yeah, I would much rather <laughs> not. Just no more, no more fucking demon babies. Thank you. So she's got a. She claims to have a, a happy relationship with someone new, but we find out later that it's a scumbag that she's not really in a relationship with anymore. Well, it's also many years later, though, too. I don't is know it? if it's the same guy. Oh, yes, that's this, right, this movie that, does do a weird, a right, weird jump in time. Years, five years. But it doesn't. It never says that. That's true. So we don't even know if that was the same guy at the end. No. That's right. Um, okay. So uh, Steve continues down this, like, Coney Island boardwalk in Florida that I don't really understand, but it's pretty cool. Uh, he's... He finds himself in the mood for throwing some baseballs at little furry guys. Yeah, why not? Why the hell not? And mm. he does that, and uh, he sees a, a hot blonde lady walk up. Who asks if he wants some adult companionship. Yes. Because she's got some cool videotapes. <laughs> it was like, I I feel like the sex is probably the main event, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I can watch porn elsewhere. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm old enough to buy porn yeah. myself. I, I it's the sex I'm actually into, and I like that she's dressed pretty much like Crocodile Dundee without the hat. Uh, she's got a real weird like looks like a trophy hunter like on yeah. safari kind of look oh, yeah. going on. Uh, and she's one of these actresses. I don't know what else I know her from, but I've seen her in yeah, a ton either. of stuff. I feel like I've seen her as Carradine's girlfriend in a bunch of stuff. Um. But he's like, no, I'm not in the mood for female companionship. And then he walks down and she continues to throw balls at things. He says that she has a great arm after she literally wings one off like she has the limpest throw. <laughs> she The second ball she throws d- kind of like dribbles out of her hand and bounces off a shelf. It's so sad. And he's like, you got quite an arm. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> no. Uh, and she goes over to the next one. She continues to throw shit, and she apparently wins a bear. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. You not, wanna- her, not her first time. Uh, clearly not her first <laughs> time, we find out later. Uh, and and he's like, oh, a bear? Okay, now I want to have sex with you. <laughs> and so, like, he gets, a, he gets a trophy bear and goes home with her. I love that. When we go to her apartment... She's just got hundreds of stuffed animals from picking up dudes at these (laughs) games. I mean, how how delightful. A Florida (laughs) prostitute who hangs out on the boardwalk. I love it. It's a it's a good look. Um, Okay, so they do it and whatever. It's weird. No, they don't do it. They almost do it. Are you sure? Yeah. No, no, no. They definitely did. No, they absolutely they, oh. like we we come in media res there like they've already they were already done oh, okay. once and she's like oh you're really excited about blah like way too because she feels so dirty afterwards that's why is because they did have sex oh, okay if they didn't have sex she would not have freaked out the way she did so um but she's like oh I recognize you from somewhere blah 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 and then she's like. He, she says, you you know, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. <laughs> you look like the dad of a mutant baby. But you look like that, that dad who had the monster kid. <laughs> 
And he's like, I am. I am the dad with the monster kid. And she's like, what the fuck? Get out of here. You're a freak. I hate you. You should warn women before you have sex with them that you make monster babies. Your wiener is probably radioactive or something. It's a monster wiener. I mean, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, she calls him a sick freak, which, you know, from a boardwalk hooker is a fucking real insult. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> when you think about what she's seen in her lifetime, man, yeah, that's got to bring you down. So, back in the court, the judge decides that uh, he's going to commission a task force to find a home for the Jarvis babies, and uh, they can run and prance and be free and enjoy life. <laughs> so, uh, after being upset that the the hookers all know what he looks like. Uh, Michael Moriarty's like, man, this notoriety is really fucking up my life. I gotta get on a morning show, and so he goes to <laughs> he goes to a nationally syndicated television show and talks about being the dad of a monster baby. And man, I hope they didn't pay him for this appearance because <laughs> he's like, uh, they're like, so uh, I hear that they're going to be rehoming the babies. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where is that going to be? Yeah. I don't have any idea. Do you know if they... Uh, no, I don't know. Do yeah. you know where your son is now? No, I have no idea. Yeah. Wow. Uh, cool. Well, we'll be back after break with this more. Is a, this is a great interview. Yeah. It really killing it. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. He was like, and we're going to take some calls after this. And yeah. I was like fingers were crossed that that hooker was going to call in just to yeah. yell at him again and that would be a runner through the movie that like oh, the hooker yeah. was always everywhere calling him a sick freak mm. but that never happened uh okay so we cut to the island yeah that they have dropped them on and this is like straight up jurassic park isla nubar shit going on here shot in hawaii yeah we get uh like a straight up magnum pi helicopter landing <laughs> And some guys dressed like hunters who are out there. We find out that they they have lied. The, there's only one guy that knows what's going on. And he's the head of the pharmaceutical company the, that made <laughs> the drug, that made the mutant babies. And his plan here is to go to the island uh, that he had to find out mm-hmm. where it was, kill all of the babies yep. so nobody can discover the babies again, and then he can release the drug again in five or six years. Because it definitely wouldn't go the same way again in five or six years. I, I do not. Then it's like, a, but then it's like a all. drug company. Yeah, they probably would do that. I mean, <laughs> I, that was all I could think the whole time. I was like, well, I mean, that's that's really evil. I w- oh wait, <laughs> right? That <laughs> yeah. Makes, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, so <laughs> my one of my favorite things was the, the first the guy was like, oh, this island. This is where the U.S. government did a bunch of atomic tests. And the guy goes, radiation, we're all going to die. And he's like, it's all gone. It's mostly. Most of it's, it's, most of it's, it's all gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. like, but there'll never be a four-star hotel here. Yeah, most of it's <laughs> gone. That's really reassuring. And then everybody is terrified of the infants, too. Like, I'd never come here if we knew what we were hunting. Yeah. Babies. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell if that was... I don't want to shoot a, a baby, baby or, or I, I think it was I'm legitimately terrified of these babies. I which mean, they're good reason. They're terrifying monster babies. We, yes. Again, we find out that they have 
that baby could have crumpled that helicopter up given the information that yeah. we know. <laughs> he didn't have to. It just exploded in the air for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we get uh, we get the cool little... We see all the broken cages where they like... So that instead of it looking like they brought them in, it looks like they had them on a plane and parachuted them down them out the door. Yeah. We don't see parachutes. We see Tro- broken cages. It looks like they kicked them out the door <laughs> and let them break open on the beach. Um, and so the Jarvis babies, we get there. We get the terrible Jarvis baby vision, which is blurry I, eyes. I hate that. I, I, yeah. It's not this movie. It's not just this movie. There's every movie, every yeah. every creature feature that does that first person. They always have to tint the lens red or put double vision yeah. or make it blurry. Like, why? Why can't there just ever be a killer monster creature with perfect eyesight? It's, <laughs> it's so strange. It's just put it low to the ground and yeah. it's creepy. I don't, I don't understand. Don't need the du- and the first time we see the double vision, well, no, we see a little bit of it yeah, in the courtroom. On. But, like, when the helicopter's first landing, it's it's shot all in double vision. Yep. And I, I almost thought, like, the tape I tracking was fucked was up at first. Wrong yeah, right? The, I thought there was something wrong it's with like, it when oh, I first saw it. you're doing that. You're doing that dumb thing. Stop being dumb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they send the first guy out. We send our, like, our real <laughs> tough guy out to scout the waterfall. And he, climbs- I, love that he I love that before he leaves, he gives the guy his hat. Like, I can't possibly climb this waterfall wearing my hat. No, All there's this. <laughs> literally no way. Uh, the babies kill him. Oh, yeah. And he falls off. Holding a fake baby to his neck. <laughs> this is like this is what you sign on to a killer baby monster flick for, is that scene of him holding the fake baby to his neck <laughs> and falling down the waterfall. That shit was amazing. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of them gets jumped from behind by a baby, which is something I wish I had seen because it gets up on his neck and the thing's two feet tall. So. <laughs> Clearly, the thing sprung like a leopard. Well, they at him, do in the courtroom in the beginning. He, he jumps out of his cage and jumps all the way on top of the judge's know, desk in one bound. It's always an edit, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's never we or never done get... in first person view where right. we can't see the. Yep. I wanted to see that baby bouncing. Gotcha, bouncing baby boy. So uh, killed off, killed off. Everybody's pretty much dead, with the exception of the the main guy who showed up. And he runs back to the helicopter, missing an arm. And yeah, we like, also don't see get ripped off. We don't see that either. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like he's like dragging himself slowly. He's like falling down, and the guy who's piloting the helicopter is like, "Oh, cool, bye." Yeah, I'm not getting that blood in my copter. Smart <laughs> dude. Uh, unfortunately, as always happens in these sorts of movies, uh, this is this is just your Jurassic Park like the whole thing. There's a baby in that. There's copter. a baby in the helicopter. Yeah, and so the baby uh, <laughs> grabs the pilot. Grabs him by the neck. The uh, the helicopter changes to a white helicopter and then explodes. In the air. I assume the baby explodes and yeah. bl- blowing it somehow. That was like a time bomb baby. Oh, I accidentally hit the, the blow up button <laughs> yes. in the in the scuffle. So uh, that was fun. Really loved that. I love the fact that they had this brightly like it couldn't have been more different yeah like the the helicopter was like red it was brown, black it was black and, yeah it was yeah, it black was like, with red yellow and and, and it looked orange like the stripes van, exactly. basically yeah. actually it was the it was the magnum pi chopper it looked exactly like that yeah. i guess probably all the all the hawaii choppers look like that and then when it was in the air it was bright white and then it exploded yeah. <laughs> good stuff again balls of steel <laughs> <laughs> on on that Larry Cohen, um, okay. 
So we cut to a cocktail party where uh, shot Stephen, at Larry Cohen's house. Oh, nice! Yeah, he has a great house. I love yeah. that place. Uh, Stephen is at the cocktail party. If we've not mentioned it, Stephen is Michael Moriarty, uh, Stephen Jarvis, uh, and he is talking to his lawyer. And his lawyer's like, "Well, I gotta bill you for this," and blah blah blah. <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, of course you do. You're a fucking lawyer." Um, and then we start getting like, all right, people no longer really care about these babies anymore now that they're on an island. So we're not doing any more research. And, you know, the funding's been cut for everything. Uh, and so we're basically finding out that he's going to be destitute, essentially. But they're going to force him to write a book? Is this... Basically, at the same time, they find it. So I was a little confused on this if he was doing the book at gunpoint, or did he write the book? Or so he's doing the book at gunpoint. He does not want to do, do it. He yeah. doesn't want to do this book. But basically, what they've said is, you can either be the focus of this book and make a bunch of money, or we'll do it without you and you'll make no money. Uh, and so he basically. We're. I think we're to assume that he swallows his pride and just says, okay, yep. fuck it, I'll take the money, because his face is on the book. So, when we cut to it later. Yeah. Um, but this, all of this news has... This is the beginning of his complete break with reality. Mm-hmm. He starts going insane here, and he starts... Uh, because somebody asks him for his autograph. After all of this bad news that he's gotten, a woman is like, hey... Oh wow! Can I have your autograph? And he's like, "Yeah, of course." Signed, he, Stephen Jarvis, father of the monster baby. Father of the monster. <laughs> and she's like, "Is this supposed to be a joke?" And, and then he just goes on this like a uh, joke making tear. Yeah, because he's heard all of the jokes. Because yep, you know, you know, like Pee Wee Herman at the MTV Music Awards. <laughs> Any good jokes lately? Exactly. <laughs> That would that would have been uh, that would have been Stephen Jarvis. Yeah. Anybody heard any good baby jokes lately? Huh? Baby uh, went to the doctor to get his shots, so he stole the gun from the doctor. <laughs> there were a lot of jokes. I was like, I don't. I think I don't get these. These are well. I, I think I think it's. I think half of them are. That one made sense because the doctor wasn't giving shots to shots, was, but gunshots right, to kill the babies. Right. But then there was another one I forgot that didn't really have a punchline. It think, was the one where it was like, uh, the he went to the dentist and they capped his fangs. Yeah, something like, yeah, it was I'm like, like oh, okay. I mean, I guess he, he's got fangs and I, I guess that's the joke. I think that's partially him going crazy is telling sure. jokes without punchlines. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely works because he is acting crazy. Um. And, uh, yeah, and then we find out that he has done this book because he then walks down the street. Some unknown amount of time has passed between this cocktail party and his sad wandering down the street. And we see his face on a book, on a best-selling book in the window of a bookstore. It's an entire window of, of books about him, which stands to reason. I mean, this is a story that probably somebody would pay attention to. Oh, yeah. Um, I would be interested. And uh, and then from that, he stands there and he's he's acting crazy, right? Like he he starts like he's never isn't. Well, right. <laughs> but like he's like legitimate crazy here where he puts yeah, he his starts hand putting it, pretending he's in a nursery. Yes. And he's like, I'd like to see the baby. The no, one, not that one, the, the one, one with the, the claws teeth. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we cut to Karen Black reading the book by the fire 
and she screams lies lies and throws it on the fire and it burns um and now are we at the shoe store <laughs> yes essentially because I, I think this is the scene where it jumps like um that years that makes sense we i mean we get little cuts. like there definitely was some scene some, some some time passage from the party and the book and everything like that. This but is where we get a shot of the island and we see that they've, uh, we see human skeletons showing that people have shown up on this island and been killed and eaten by the alive babies. Mm-hmm. The Jarvis babies have killed and eaten some people. Um, and we also see some like primitive yurts. So that it oh, kind is that of, what that is? I think so. I It seemed to With me... With the blue light and everything? Well, that was like a cave, but it was like a dwelling where it looked like almost like they had learned how to make fire. Oh, And okay. like things where it was like, oh, these are... They're much smarter than you would assume an infant. Like, the, I think it was just to point to the idea that they were growing... They didn't want to show... They didn't want to give away the reveal of the big-ass babies at the yeah. end because that's supposed to be a big shock. Um so I think they're just kind of showing that they have the capability of doing things and building structures and whatever. Um, and then we go back and this is where we go to Steven's new job, selling shoes to kids. And he's great at it. I love this scene so much. <laughs> he's a dick to the kids. Yep. Dick to the parents. Dick to the parents. He's a Bundy. He's, <laughs> he's He really is. This He is a definitely a proto Bundy. I think. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, and uh, after alienating every single customer in the store and them all wandering off, um, his friend the cop from the trial shows up and tells him the story about how, hey, the judge is dead, so now every decision he's ever made is null and void. Uh, the magic I, spell has been broken. I cannot believe that this was the reasoning. I can't believe they didn't come up with something else. Like, yeah. Like the ACLU is deemed Mrs. On something, and, and you know what I mean. This is inhumane. There's so we got to go back. There's a million things. No, the judge died, so his <laughs> decisions reversed. What? Yeah. Again, it's part of why this is a magical movie. Yep. <laughs> is because they do things like that. Uh, but yes, uh, decision has been reversed by the death of the judge, <laughs> and uh, and so they we get. Oh, this is so fun. They go through the mall too. So he locks up his place at the mall and he's like, This is the this is the recruiting part of the thing where it's like, Come on, we need you to do one last job. Yeah, right. He's like, I left that I left that world behind a long time ago. You can't get me to go there. He's like, No, come on. The CIA needs you. It's even so it's even so strange that they would go for him anyway. It it doesn't make sense. There's no point. No. I mean you can if they knew that it, if they knew that the babies were psychic, then there is a reason. Yeah, but they don't, and it's just like they don't even know if his kid's still alive. It's been five years since They're, that kid was dropped off on an island, so it I could mean, be completely pointless for him to go. Exactly, they, they don't even know. So yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, it would stand to reason if you dropped a normal infant on that island for five years, it would be dead. But these are <laughs> these not, are normal infants. <laughs> these are not terribly normal infants. They are clearly capable of stalking and killing their own food um, and their own scuba divers from the looks of things. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, again mall. I love the mall. I love him going through the escalators. We just see that. Like we get oh, the whole beautiful 80s mall thing. I remember it fondly. Oh, so good. And uh, he's like, alright, we gotta check up on those little scamps and see how they're doing. 
And so they go to meet with the scientists and there's a casual mention that they might need to kill one and dissect it. <laughs> and then and the, bring one back for other experimentation. What I love was that she was like, oh, it won't be your son. Yeah. And he's like, oh, OK, that's cool. <laughs> so he's he's absolutely not cool with that. And um, he's given a tranquilizer gun, which he just ends up shooting one of the scientists for the F of it. I mean, he says he says, no, no, no. It doesn't hurt them at all. Yeah. It's totally it's totally painless. And he's like, okay, good. <laughs> See you tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I get it. I would... <laughs> I'm okay with that. He fucking hates these people. You know, they're, they're casually discussing... He's going along to fuck with them. He's going along to ruin their, their trip. He's going along to act like a dickhead while he's there sing songs at them distract yeah. them do anything he can to wreck it when he gets there he instantly starts sabotaging it yep because he doesn't want them to kill the babies okay that's literally his whole thing and there's a moment th- this this part of his performance skews a little funky because he gets to a point where he's literally like, yeah, run, they're going to fucking kill you. And it's like, and he's like totally stoked that one of the babies is going to kill the lady. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I don't know if that's really what he was in <laughs> for. But if that's, if that was the thing, if he had gone that far for the rest of the movie where he's just like, any, anybody that gets in the way of my baby deserves to die. I would have been fine. Yeah. With he that. does that too. But, the guy swimming off the boat too. Who's yeah. Like, oh, swim. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, because all of them, we he could easily survive. That guy could still be alive because yep. all of the alive babies have left the, all of the Jarvis babies are on the fucking boat at the end of this whole thing. So, but anyway, that's cutting ahead. Yeah, we never <laughs> find out what happens to that guy either. No, he does not get it. We don't get a stinger at the end no. where he's like, you know, oh. he's got monkey butlers and he's yeah. got a treehouse like Robinson Crusoe. Um, so... Yes. Uh, so they get out on the water, and we just get like long, <laughs> ridiculous nonsense. It's mostly the fucking old cop talking about how expensive sunscreen is. Yeah. And then him just asking questions like, oh, how's the steering wheel working this? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you look at the moon when you're sailing? <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, Sometimes you want to set stuff up in your script where you're like, well, how the fuck did he figure out how to get wherever he was going? And it's like, oh, he asked a bunch of questions because he's annoying. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of knows. I feel like I would have just accepted he steered the boat and kind of figured it out. Yeah. I would I would have been fine with that. He kind of didn't know where he was going and he was pretending he did or whatever. Oh, he still says he doesn't even know how to drive the boat at the end. He doesn't know how to keep the engines up or running or anything. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Day turns to night a couple times, so we know that it takes quite a while. Uh, there's a bunch of unfunny banter in the cabins, uh, but more of... He starts singing, which, <laughs> man, great voice on that guy. Uh, he was a jazz singer. I didn't know that. Yes. Man, fucking g- really gorgeous voice. Um, they finally get to the island, and we get Jarvis Baby Vision again, so they've got a big pile of human bones from all the drug company guys that they ate last <laughs> time. Uh, they watch the guys boating in on their little Zodiac things and Jarvis is just the whole time just busting everybody's balls. <laughs> the whole time. 
clearly the babies are bigger now because we can hear them growling and they're making like wolf noises. They sound like big wolves when they growl. Uh, and they're stalking all the people again. But this time they're not quickly attacking them because probably, again, because the Moriarty's son recognizes him. Yep. So they they split up for no reason here. I, this I did not get. Well, Moriarty just walks off into the woods. Sure. The other doctor's like, I'm dirty. I need to get cleaned up. <laughs> yes. In, in a, we need another kill in this cool-looking pond thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so he just that's strips and starts yeah. showering in the lake. Gross. Moriarty's <laughs> uh, and and like, "Don't pee in the water." <laughs> like, what? I mean, it's prob- okay. Mm. Probably, probably a good idea because who knows? It might piss off the babies. Mm. You know, like who knows what's gonna make that's them? That's our mad. reservoir. We drink that water <laughs> and pee in it, but it's our pee. <laughs> And this is where we get the one of the scientists, the scientist lady lays down this whole thing where it's like, these might be the next step in human evolution. They can survive a nuclear holocaust. Like, So let's weaponize them. So let's, <laughs> I mean, basically, I think that's that's what they're doing. And so this is where he starts really siding with the babies because <laughs> everybody's starting to get murdered we're getting like they're getting picked off one by one we get our guy our naked guy murdered in the pond yep. uh we get some other people attacked um nobody's nobody's attacking Jarvis or the cop and they're the only ones with deadly weapons mm-hmm. and uh Jarvis throws his rifle away and is like listen I don't even have a gun after he fake shoots one too yeah yeah he just and, fires a gun in the air and like I did it <laughs> yep uh, and so they do manage to trank one of the babies. They hit it with four tranquilizer darts that are enough to put a man to put 10 men to sleep. So 40 times a human dose on this thing. Yeah. And it's still moving. So he's he tries to talk to it and be like, where's my son? Tell me where he is. And it can't do anything because it's fucking chock full of drugs it's shocking that that one made it off the island but they all made it off somehow um so looks like every baby's on board uh and they moriarty kicks the cop off the thing because he doesn't want him to get eaten because he knows that he's the only one that's going to survive being on this boat Mm -hmm. so the only chance the cop has is to go back to the island and try to survive there but He's out of sunscreen, and his doctor tells him not no to, sun, not to get so much sun. So I don't know, he might die of skin cancer before this no, is all he, over. Well, he jumped on his own though. Moriarty didn't push him off or anything. He saw the he saw oh. one of the the, the mutant babies on board. Okay. He's like, oh crap, and he just jumped off. But it was it was a good decision because all the mutants were on. Oh the, yeah, all, every single one of the Jarvis yep. babies is on there. So because they all want to go to town. Yeah, so let's hope he gets some monkey butlers and. Yeah, I mean, does all right. I assume so. I assume that the next yeah. movie was just going to be about him living on the island. <laughs> we need the next movie, and not that remake. Did they have a remake? They did. Really? Yes. When? Two thousand nine, I think. Woof. Uh oh, that sounds like it's not good. I I only saw it once when it first came out, and I don't even know if I finished it. Oh, I think I did see it. But I was like, well, oh, this isn't even fun. Yeah, I'd I'd like to revisit it after watching all these again, but hmm, that's interesting. 
Somewhere in the basement, I have the trailer for the first It's Alive movie on <laughs> on film. Really? Weird. Yeah, it's just kind of sitting Never there. Never know what you'll find down there. Yeah, it's full of weird shit. <laughs> um, and rats. I don't know what to do with it, because it's illegal to sell them or do anything with Is like, it. Well, I maybe maybe the trailers are different. I don't think it's illegal, but too. Like, There's definitely film is, collectors. Film is a weird thing. Oh, yeah? Because it, it always belongs to the studio. Oh, like the the film canisters are property of the studio. So even though there are film collectors, it's yep. like, yeah, there's also like you know people who collect illegal dinosaur bones too. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at you, Nicholas Cage, and your fucking illegal Triceratops. Stop storing your shit in my basement. Yeah, seriously, come pick up your <laughs> Triceratops head. Uh, the government's asking questions. Okay, so. We don't really know here. I mean, we find out later what it is, but either Steve, either Steve has lost his mind completely or the babies are psychic. And we, at this point, we're kind of on the fence as to whether which it is. I'm going with the babies are psychic. Oh, uh, we know later. It's absolutely oh, okay. established later um, that they are psychic. Because they are like they're learning stuff from him, and also they've killed and eaten every member of the crew mm-hmm. except for him. Yep. And they they communicate where they want to go to him as well. Yep. Uh, somehow, for for some reason, his son seems to be the leader of all of them. I think he's the alpha at the end that that throws all those cops around. I don't think he is because doesn't isn't he the dying one that they. Gives a, isn't he the dad of the baby they take at the end? Because he's did they all his... put clothes on? I I think. Okay, because I all I remember was that he was the one that was like busting out of his clothes like the Incredible yeah. Hulk and had that like torn. Yep. Because they also stripped all of the all of the crew naked to get their clothes and yep. got their clothes and put them on and they're they're all hulked out under their clothes, which yep. is really a cool look. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought his baby was the dad at the end that gave birth to because they, yeah, they drive I mean, off that, with his grand. That would their, make sense. Their grandson was, at the end. If that was the grandkid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stands to reason. Um, okay, so he's like, "Well, these corpses are uh, disappearing, <laughs> and I'm the only thing left here. So uh, I don't know how much time I've got left, but uh, not much because they chuck a floating door off the side of the boat and just chuck him off after." yeah this whole thing is amazing though like this whole part of the movie is such a like this the part with him on the boat not knowing whether or not he's going to get killed and eaten like he's he's basically the prisoner of creatures that he doesn't understand and Mm -hmm. can't possibly reason with it's cool it's a it's an interesting thing and then this whole part where his he's like I know that the only reason I'm still alive is because of my son. Yep. And then the moment when his son is like, fuck, dude, they are so hungry. They are hungry and <laughs> they would like to eat you. So they he throws a floating door, some sort of flotation device into the water, throws Moriarty off and he floats to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this great scene too with a shark. I love when he sees a shark. He's like, "Oh, shark! Oh, what's a fucking shipwreck without some sharks?" <laughs> oh, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And after this, after he floats for a little while, 
We cut straight to him being dragged down the down a hallway, strapped to a gurney like the beginning of the Metal Health video from yeah. Quiet Riot. We never see, uh, just like we never see him. Yeah, we never see anything dark in this movie. Is what it comes down to. Sure, sure, sure. We never see like the 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 alive babies show up on shore. We never see him like float on that door to no, Cuba. No, we no, never no. see him him and the Cubans. <laughs> well, the Cubans drive up on shore at the end, but like, the, oh my god, so insane. Yeah, <laughs> so insane. But like, he's literally captured basically by Castro. Yeah. Like he's captured by federal agents of the. Who think he's a CIA spy. Who think he's a CIA spy. So he is like a high priority. Like he is a, like as far as captives go, he is a really big deal. Now, the thing that would make sense that they leave out of this. So we, like we said before, this is just insane. He gets captured in Cuba and then he just gets driven back to Florida and be like, all right. Bye. It was so nice of you, out <laughs> yep. of the kindness of your heart. Here's a gun. I, right, here's a gun. <laughs> go go do whatever you want to do. If they had had a scene where they explained that it was like, oh, you're, you're genetically fucked up. Like, yep. we don't want you on the island. We don't want you around our people. Yeah. We want you to go ruin capitalism or something. You know what yep. I mean? Like... You're you're bad for America, so that would be great. And like bring you back to America, yeah. Sure. Nothing. If that was it. But but again, in this whole like he's always trying to make some sort of little point somewhere around here. Cohen has this kind of thing where it's like, Look, we're not so different, you and I. We're <laughs> like it's like me and the weird baby. We're all kind of the same. Cubans and Americans getting along together. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll be able to visit your lovely island and <laughs> partake of your culture or some dumb shit um whatever it's great <laughs> and i love that the cuban place that he gets brought to is just cuba because they put a picture of castro on the wall <laughs> just like it's just a small eight by ten on the wall he's like yep we're in cuba now <laughs> he's like call the american government they'll tell you we're not exactly on speaking terms with the u.s <laughs> government buddy uh, which was a great line um and right after he gets captured by Castro, we get this wonderful, like, cut directly to these street thugs on the boardwalk who, I love the idea that they're a biker gang that has one motorcycle yeah. <laughs> uh, that they share between all of them. Yeah, keep, keep doing wheelies and I'm going to keep dodging them. <laughs> so it's like, it's like 10 guys in this, or 10 people, there's actually females who yep. participate in the sexual assault later. Uh, yeah, which is weird. <laughs> Listen, it's very inclusive, so mm. congratulations on that, I guess. Um, but these guys are hilarious. Like, you know me. I love punk rockers oh, yeah. in a movie. I mean, I'm never going to be upset. And these guys are, like, British, like, Fleet Street fashion punks. And that's my favorite kind. <laughs> and they even listen to shitty British punk in the club, too. It's like we went to London for these punks. So that's really fun. They're imported. Uh, the, totally imported. <laughs> and again, this place that last time we saw it, I mean, oh, wait. Five years went by and the fish restaurant metamorphosed oh. into a punk club as the, as the culture declined. Works for me. She kept working. She was like, eh, you know, tips are the same working, selling fish. <laughs> fucking fish nuggets to children as they are, you know, dragging pitchers of beer to punks. Mm. I hope that's true. <laughs> K 
Karen Black looks the same. What I love about it, she's appropriate in either venue. You see Karen yeah. Black at a fucking family <laughs> fish anything. restaurant, and yeah. you're like, that makes sense. You see her at a punk club, and you're like, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Down with all of these. Uh, but yes, th- this club rules. It looks like the fucking Foot Clan hideout. It's just spray-painted <laughs> shit everywhere. Clearly, they knew one band because Reagan Youth was spray-painted on the wall. I was like, hey, that's a real band. <laughs> I like that. Um, man, talk about talk about bands you can't play in the store. Yeah. Too much irony in that band. It's I, like, I don't, not familiar uh, by any they're, means. They're, one of, they're a great 80s band, but they're always making, like, you know, they're anti-fascism, but they're always making ironic points about it, so it sounds like they're fascists. <laughs> if you're probably, like, oh, a, yeah. a Gen Z audience listening to that would be like, listen to these fucking fascists. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It's irony. You don't get, uh, it was a thing that we were allowed to have back in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no more irony for you. No, no more irony for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was really. I'm now disappointed realizing that it didn't just turn. That it wasn't like at night it becomes a punk. Oh club yeah. During the day it's a fish restaurant, but whatever. Karen Black leaves work early because she's having a psychic thing. Because when she gets close to one of the Jarvis babies, it sets off her spidey sense and makes her want to barf. Uh, and so she leaves. Her ex-boyfriend Tony. Who is a real total douchebag? Wow, uh, she knows how to pick him. he is beyond Skeezoid. beyond. He is he is like, <laughs> I mean, he's a legitimate like. I mean, he never gets to do it, but he's an attempted rapist at least. Yep. He is a pile of garbage. Yep. So he's essentially saying uh, he shows up. They fight a bunch. Uh, he tries to get her to come home with him, and he's like, "No other man would have you." Because you gave birth to monster babies. Yeah, that's right. I know who you are. I was looking at porno. I found, I was at a porno <laughs> shop and they had tons of used copies of your ex's book. I was out and back in the... I love how that got thrown in real yeah. real subtle where he was like, I was out back. You know, don't worry. I wasn't looking at real books. I was looking at the pornos out back. <laughs> but I saw this book and I guess whose picture I saw in it. It was you, baby. And so he's like... So now you're going to be my slave forever or else I'm going to tell everyone. Yeah. I'm going to buy a bunch of copies of this book and tell everybody who you are. Which is funny because, like, wouldn't everybody already know pretty much? She didn't move anywhere. She's you in would... the same community of people. Like, <sighs> Yeah, I. Th- it's one of those. Gonna, like, I'm going to expose you from a story that was national news just five years ago <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things it's like how uh how fucking uh scanner cop manages to be a psychic who can do magic and like nobody else on the force knows who he is they're like oh yeah like yeah i guess i remember hearing <laughs> something about a guy who could do magic on the force yeah. i don't know whatever not interesting to me yeah <laughs> pass me a bear claw <laughs> yeah seriously why would why would that distract me at all oh a lady that gives birth to monsters not really my thing. I heard they got. A, I heard they have some robot cop down in the Detroit precinct, but hey, who cares? <laughs> I didn't even stop to turn my head when I saw that robotic cop. Um, so there's a mention from Tony that there was a boat full of corpses that crashed into the marina, and the beer. The buried lead here, of course, is that the boat full of corpses had all been eaten. It was probably nothing but bones that had oh, been yeah. eaten by monsters. So, yeah. uh, so okay. 
this is the this is the missing scene where we find out that Steve has somehow gotten away from the Cuban government. He's friendly with his interrogators his, now. Uh, the people who were going to torture him yeah. decided instead to risk their lives, risk their safety and freedom to get him back to America on another zodiac that they borrow from the Cuban government. Sure. And give Why him a not? gun. And they hand him a gun. <laughs> and they're just like, Alright, have fun. I hope you I hope you don't have to shoot I your kid. Hope, <laughs> I hope you don't have to you so maybe, line's great. Maybe you won't have to shoot your yeah. kid or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It was like, wow. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Uh and so meanwhile in the ex fish restaurant slash punk club, uh Jarvis Baby drags somebody out a window and eats him. Uh and the Jarvis baby's also looking through the door window, and nobody seems to see that thing on the street. No, man. Everybody thinks it's just another weird punk rocker, you know? They're all the same. So, the punks beat up some dude and kidnap his girlfriend Double Dragon style. Yeah. Uh, like, straight up, this is like a recreation of the intro to Double Dragon. This whole scene is just wild, and, uh, and it also makes me wonder why it even exists, though. I love it. I love it too. It's just a, it becomes a brawl. Like the girl just bumps into somebody. And then the guy she lightly bumped into is like, What are you on? Some kind of drugs? And just starts attacking her. And then other people attack him. And then it just blows into this full fledged riot. Yeah, these, these street punks who are going to go rape this woman are totally the kind of people who would be upset about drug users. Yeah. They're like, Oh boy, one thing I can't abide it's drug use. <laughs> It's a fucking, if you're not huffing gas, then it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but yes. But they, it just kind of cracks me up because it just ends on the beach with like. Insanity. It just seems like I don't. It seems like it wouldn't really make a difference from the riot if, if it was just a party on the beach that got no, interrupted by the monsters. I just, but they just threw it, in this giant. It's more fun. Well, okay. board, Boardwalk brawl. Okay, here, I mean, I love, it, it adds a dynamic because, so what happens here, we wind up with. Um, big brawl happens. You know, everybody's fighting. The girl gets away. She actually knocks one of the punks. Yeah, throws him right throws up the staircase. Throws him off the fucking staircase. <laughs> Amazing. Great stunt. She gets away, uh, but then they close in around her. <laughs> and then it clearly looks like we're about to see an assault take place. But then one of the, one of the Jarvis babies, one of the full-grown Jarvis babies... Actually, we don't know. They might grow fucking 20 feet tall. They're only five <laughs> years old. Um, True. Yeah, we have no idea how big these things could We need the real fourth get. movie. Yeah. I mean, we're talking kaijus here yeah. at like age 20, which would be amazing. I'll take it. Um, but what happens is that it saves her. <laughs> it's not going to hurt her. Like there's, there's a moment where it's trying to just basically hurt like, because it's seeing violence being perpetrated. Yep. It doesn't like violence, except unless it's doing it, and kills all of these guys. But then the cops come down because they're chasing the people who are about to assault the woman, and they have an arsenal with them, and they just blow the shit out of this oh, Jarvis yeah. baby. He ain't coming back. And he's not coming back. And when they finally pull the baby, like, they put him on the... the keep calling it a baby the thing is the size of yeah. a you know a man in a giant testicle suit um <laughs> they put it on the gurney and they're like oh it had some sort of an infection too which 
at the time you're like, well, yeah, it looks like a giant testicle. Maybe they just think it's infected. But we find out later that they have no immunity to measles, measles. and it's killing them. Yep. You know, because I guess they the island got- of the alive is an anti-vax island. Ah! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. Now they're bringing back measles. Just what we needed. Uh, okay. So, this was... I liked it because we had the whole, like, Good Samaritan angle. It had done nothing except look odd. Mm-hmm. So, literally just showing up in society, it was a Good Samaritan, and the cops blew it to hell. Sounds, sounds on brand. I mean, again, it sounds on brand. Don't be a good Samaritan or the cops will kill you. Make sure your head isn't really huge, too. Yeah. Because it makes for a really good target. Um, so now this is where Tony drives uh, Karen Black home. I don't even remember Karen Black's character name. but I don't either. Uh, it's Karen Black. She's always Karen Black in everything. But this is where Tony's being a total douche and he hits her and... She throws up in his car. Good for her. Good for her. But she doesn't do it because he hit her. He, she does it because the Jarvis baby's getting closer to her. And her psychic Jarvis baby senses are going off. And so she runs off, leaving him to clean up the puke in, in his car. He's getting enraged. He's threatening to murder her by screaming. and Because he's a class act. He's a total class act. He's like... Oh, I know people. They're going to kill you. And I'm going to be the last person to scream. I'm going to kill you. And a million people have just seen me say it because I'm a fucking genius. Um, and so he's she gets back up to her apartment and he goes back to his car. He's not going to get to make good on his threat because a monster pulls his face off and he bleeds out on the sidewalk. Good. Yeah. Uh, Tony will not be missed. <laughs> Uh, Karen goes to sleep and she has an aliens type chest burster, stomach burster dream uh, just before her baby comes for a visit. Uh, it says peekaboo. Yeah. I love that like she has a window that's keeping it out and so she smashes the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, lady. Uh, so she runs out, baby's chasing her and uh, we get, this was a great stunt too the uh she's oh picked the, up on the roof yeah when she's yeah. picked up by the head yep. by the baby <clears throat> lifts her up onto like, the, give me your mom <laughs> yeah, lifts her up onto the roof we think that it's doing a full like going to murder her or a creature from the black lagoon slash fucking king kong thing but that is not the plan at all uh so she's steve goes to investigate and we hear the sound of an actual infant this time and plus, the fully grown Jarvis baby on the roof is stalking Steve as he's, like, walking around. So, he climbs up on the roof to avoid the cops that are now chasing him <laughs> as well as the monsters. And, uh, I'm sorry, it's very offensive. They're not monsters. They're just little, they're just five-year-old babies. With testicle heads. With giant testicle heads. <laughs> uh, and so, this is where we find out that... They only grabbed Karen so that she could take care of their their baby because they're both dying of measles. Yeah. And so she can't even look at them because she's so disgusted by everything and she's so traumatized. It's such an insanely heavy concept here. So 
<laughs> fucking heavy for this insane movie. And the monster creatures are holding hands like a loving couple and everything. <laughs> Again, you have these big, dumb rubber monsters <laughs> with this unbelievably like deep sadness. It, it's ah, uh, it's so good. It's it's a it's a real fucking Larry Cohen thing. It's so good and so ridiculous at yeah. the same time. And yeah. like you can't get more what I'm into than taking a plot that is so fucking crazy, make it look really goofy and, and then just, also make you feel and put <laughs> everything you've got into it. Yep. Like none of this we know it's dumb, so let's half ass it. And that's who he is. That's who Cohen is is like he never says, I know this is stupid, so we can do whatever. Yep. He says, I know this is stupid, but we're going to go at this like we're making Citizen Kane. Exactly. And fuck, man, it's <laughs> the greatest. And so this unbelievably sad moment mm-hmm. with, these, with this dying monster couple and their baby also... <laughs> This this moment was unnecessary where she's eh, maybe not unnecessary. So the mother, the mother monster is breastfeeding and we see like yeah. a perfectly normal human breast mm-hmm. through the it's like <laughs> I've seen these things. That's not what that's going to look yeah. like. I know what that breast <laughs> would look like and it would not be that. But I think they probably decided that if it looked like that, no one would know it was a breast. Yeah. <laughs> so they decided to fix it up a little bit so we now know that what it wants is we need a wet nurse for this baby because the mother is dying and so karen black basically has to breastfeed this rubber monster in the end of this movie (laughs) and that's like for the rest of this for the last 10 minutes of the movie karen black is breastfeeding a monster baby so she's she's (laughs) she's got the baby the two of them die and then whatever this alpha fucking monster is goes out and just takes on an army of cops on the roof of this. And just keeps chucking cop after cop <laughs> off the roof. If you like seeing cops tossed off the roof of a building, <laughs> I got this, a movie for this you. <laughs> might be the film for you. Uh, I think uh, if the Crucifix uh, wanted to name their favorite movie, I think it would probably be this. Uh, yeah, it is... Um, it's it's a pretty pretty anti <laughs> anti cop story, <laughs> but uh, she makes up with the monsters and apologizes for thinking mean things. And this is where we get the answer to the question as to why they kill people, and it's because they're they're given this this hateful thoughts by the people, mm-hmm. and we're actually the monsters. Turns out that man was the monster the whole fucking ah! time. God damn it! It's and co-written by Serling. Yeah. <laughs> And so they're only trying to protect themselves and that's they come out of the womb able to protect themselves and knowing that these things that the people around them want to do them harm. And it's really sad and it's really, really potent uh, and it's undercut only a tiny bit by the fucking giant testicle monster that's doing (laughs) spin kicks. (laughs) A literal moment. When the fucking monster does like a karate kick, like a spinning back kick or something, it kicks a cop in the face. That's <laughs> like awesome. The, the undercuts the moment a bit, but man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yep. Anything. Uh, I love the idea that like 
while some of those Island of the Alive monsters were just like doing the Robinson Crusoe thing and building. Others, a, were, others were training. There like was there was training. one of them that had like a Green Arrow thing happen to them, where like <laughs> they got picked up by some sort of like mercenary force, and it's like, oh no, I was taught to fight by the League of Shadow Assassins on this island. There could be an Army of the Alive movie. Oh fuck! <laughs> that should have been the fourth movie. Yeah. Army of the Alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God! I, the script is formulating yeah. as I sit here, and it's oh, that makes me sad that we <laughs> never got that because that would rule. You see, that's that's that rule. That's the rule with like scanners and aliens and predator. And you gotta all, keep like, up in it. Yeah, you gotta do the like. You have your good horror movie at the beginning. Well, Predator's not one, but if you have a good horror movie, you can make another one right after it. Give them guns, yep. big guns, and <laughs> fucking craziness. Ah. Uh, Damn it. That would be really fun. Oh, well. Anyway, so Steve and uh, <laughs> Karen Black steal a car yeah. with the mutant baby, and they go off, and they fucking Thelma and Louise, except not suicide, yeah. and they just... They just have a giggle fest over everything. They're so happy. They're like, do you have any money? Nope. Not a nickel. Okay. Well, we're broke. I'm dressed in a nightgown. We've got a monster <laughs> baby and a stolen car. Yeah. Let's go. And they just laugh. And then, uh. They just laugh and, and then, laugh. But then the final shot, we just see the baby go. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking boom directed by Larry Cohen. I mean, it, it should have barfed because it had been breastfeeding on one woman, then breastfeeding on another woman. That, thi- <laughs> that thing is going to barf. Um, but <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. I mean, so we're going back to square one. So this is literally like a second chance for them to do the right thing. Like they've literally closed the circle on the entire Alive franchise by saying, here, we fucked up. It was the people who fucked this up. Yep. So now we're going to go back. We're going to raise this child in a way that we're not going to make it afraid and make it need to do all of these terrible things. And now it's going to maybe be normal. And maybe be the next step in human evolution, because how fucking smart would those things get? Yeah. If we'll never find out. If they are telepathic and, you know, of adult human intelligence by age five. Yep. Probably quite smart. Um, and this is a this is even a further hybrid because it's it's two of the two of the Jarvis babies having a baby. So oh, that's yep. an even further evolution down the chain. Um, yeah. So they're going to raise this thing right. Put it in a good school, raise it up. If they don't get busted for carjacking. Proper nutrition. <laughs> it's going to become a senator. Uh, that's how Mitch McConnell became a senator. <laughs> yep, <laughs> seems, seems. <laughs> that's I can buy it. <laughs> that's the, the Mitch McConnell story. <laughs> I like uh, these things more than him. I do too. And actually their heads kind of hold together better than his. <laughs> so, to be fair, <laughs> they don't look like they're melting at least. No. Um, they got that going for them. They do. Uh, man, this fucking movie. I love it, dude. <laughs> it's it's magical. It is. It's so crazy. This is another. This is why people like '80s movies. If you are a person who likes horror movies from the '80s, it is this. I dare you to show me a movie made 
in the last 20 years that even fucking tries something like this. <laughs> like, this is a mainstream... The thing that's important to remember... This was released by Warner Brothers. This is a Warner Brothers movie. <laughs> what the hell? This isn't some fly-by-night... This isn't Full Moon being like, oh, yeah. hey, we're going to crap out a direct-to-video thing. This is shot on film. They had a police force. They had hundreds of people on the street. Mm -hmm. This was a big production. They had a giant sail. They were filming. They had to have helicopter shots. Yeah. From the fucking, so that they could get the boat. And they had to get them before the helicopters exploded. Because <laughs> they do that. Because they just do that if you have a baby on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have those baby on board stickers. So that you know that the car could explode at any time. Ah. Makes perfect sense. Holy shit. On the, uh, on the box cover itself, on the crib on the island, they have one of those baby on board, but it says Jarvis baby on board. And I was like, oh, that'd be so great to get a custom one of those done to put in the window of your car. Okay, I'm going to make this. Oh, please do. Yeah, I will absolutely do that. The only, bu the only bummer is both my cars have tinted windows in the back, so you wouldn't be you able to see it. You wouldn't be able to know that there was a Jarvis baby on board, yeah. but there is. There is. Okay. <laughs> uh, amazing. I, I love the fact that they were so let's say, ashamed of this movie when Warner Brothers released it. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? No. It is a, it is the cover of the poster for the first movie. Yeah. And it's literally just that, that carriage, that, like, wicker yep. carriage, and they do a 360 turnaround on it, and it's just a voiceover. Mm. And that's all and you get. And they're just like, remember how great It's Alive was. It's Alive 2 is pretty cool, too. It's Alive 2 was all right. And now he's uh, back with his most terrifying one yet that's so terrifying we won't show you anything. We can't even show it to you. It's <laughs> so terrifying. Not that it's so goofy. Yeah. It's because it's so terrifying. Man. Oh. It delivers. Yep. God, Michael Moriarty, you're a goddamn treasure. Yes. I love him so much. Oh. It almost makes me sad that we're probably going to do Salem's Lot 2 next maybe, week. Maybe we'll love it. Maybe I will love it, but I swear to God, it has been literally three times I've gone back to it saying, this can't be as bad as I remember it. I've probably... And then it being worse <laughs> than I remember it every time I watch wow. it. Wow. So, maybe if I watch it with a, like with an eye towards detail, maybe just because I was giving it casual watches, it wasn't good. Yep. Maybe it's also, it could just be the fact that I'm such a fucking Stephen King fan and to mess with a Stephen King story is kind of like, it seems almost blasphemous to me sometimes coming from maybe that's it. The dude that just did pet cemetery too. <laughs> exactly. On this show. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I certainly warmed up to it over like literally talking about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's it's so fucked up. I was so mad about that movie when we went in to talk about it, and then like by the end of talking about it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this again." Yeah, that's weird. It's really strange how that happens sometimes. Where I'm like, I'm like mad about a movie, and then like literally talking through it, I'm like, "I forgot about that part." Oh, that part's amazing. Oh yeah, I think I like this movie. I'm glad I own it. But yeah, this I actually bought Pet Cemetery too because oh, nice. I didn't own a copy of it. But yeah, let's do let's do Salem's Lot two next week, and okay. uh, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be kind of symbolic of Cohen's deal with Warner Brothers because he did oh. this movie when Warner Brothers wanted him to do some direct-to-video movies to start there. Yeah, to 
for the video store. So Warner Brothers would have more content there. So they signed him to do this and Return to Salem's Lot at the same time to head up their video oh. releases. But I guess each movie got a limited theatrical release anyways. Huh. But I think, okay. a, t- I think a teeny tiny release. Right. That would that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, man, I do. I absolutely... Uh, I absolutely love Salem's Lot. I think that might be the other part. Is that like, there aren't a lot of books that I read literally every year. Mm-hmm. I reread Salem's Lot every single year. Damn. It is a book that I just, I absolutely adore it. It is probably my favorite book, period. Yep. So that also could be coloring my opinion of the the sequel as well. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, it it is unfair. That's totally unfair. <laughs> it is unfair. Um yeah, there's reasons and I can't remember them. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll find get, out next we'll week. We'll find out what those reasons yeah, yeah. are next week. Uh anyway, uh yeah, thanks for listening and support my Kickstarter. It's still going. Uh Self-made I'm, man. Self-made man. Oh, right. It looks I need to fantastic. Actually tell people what yes, it is. Yes, it's called that. It is called that. It's from the 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 author of Rad Wraith. Yes, and uh, and also from uh, Hugo uh, Hugo Petrus Pons, who is literally like one of nobody's one of, ever heard of that guy. It's written by Tristan yeah, Gallagher. Exactly. Yeah, nobody's heard of the guy that did Justice League, Batman, <laughs> and Catwoman. Never heard of him. No, don't unfamiliar with those particular <laughs> characters. Uh, but yes, he is he is a phenomenon and his art is amazing and uh yeah. So and also Taylor Esposito who is the best letterer, period. Uh and so yeah, please do that. Follow us, rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. I noticed we got another another rating and review. That was very nice. Please do more of those. It's it's nice to gain like one or two followers every couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's nice to see that we're not losing people over time. Oh, that's cool. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're doing the same thing over and over again. It's nice to see <laughs> that like there are still people doing it cuz I fucking love doing this. Me too. And so it's it's just a blast and it's just a wonderful excuse to talk about horror movies and things that I love. So Yeah, twist my arm. Exactly. <laughs> twist my arm to talk about Salem's Lot for a while <laughs> and probably geek out about Stephen King too much, but uh I'm a fan. Yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, thank you so much. Follow us at Coast City Comics. You can also buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com. Ken, we got t-shirts. We, we got, got t-shirts. Buttons, we got toys. We got you, all that shiz. You can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, on the Instagrams. And make sure you check out the Video Vagrants uh, Facebook group and the Video Vagrants YouTube channel as we do a movie watch along every Friday night at 9 Eastern time. That's very exciting. Oh, and coming up, uh, we also have uh, Grady Hendrix coming up to do a, uh, a performance of his book, How to Sell a Haunted House. So, Michelle, uh, in conjunction with my wife's bookstore. Greenhand Books. Greenhand Books. Uh, he's going to be doing his thing, and it's always awesome. If you have not seen Grady do one of his performances, they fucking rule. So please check it out. It's really fun. Um, and if you haven't read how to how to sell a haunted house, woo, you should totally do it. It is a great book. I have not read that or seen a performance by him. It is slightly less depressing than uh, Southern Lady's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which was shockingly kind of sad. No. <laughs> there was maybe too much uh, too much depressing Alzheimer's in it for me, but. Uh, 
It's still a good book. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Peace.